Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Chris Jericho, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. They're going to give you a reason to live, make you feel like you're the king of the mountain. And when it's all said and done, they're going to dance all over your face. Oh, yeah! We got some good-looking girls! Oh, yeah! Oh, boy. Here we go. Boy. Pressing the button. Star Simmons. Star? Stop shouting. He's not what you would call a handsome man. Oh no, here come the kiss time. Is that a positive thing? Okay. Alright. But it grab me a nice cold mellow Why? Why do that to the fan? Stop it. Why? Because fuck it. That's it. 617 You do? Hey, fuck Do you like? Yes. Settle down. Hey, guys. What's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus. Another episode. Shout it out loud, cast. Episode 186. Called Bruce Kulik. Tom. How you doing? What a show. <laughs> hey, guys. Bruce, we love you, buddy. If you're listening, but we still love you anyways, even if you're not. No, great. We love we love these member profile episodes, and we got a big one this week. So, yeah, this is our uh, fourth. I think the first was Peter. Then we did Mark St. John, and then we uh, did last year Eric Singer. Yep. So now we're on to Bruce. Kulik. Yes, we love Bruce. We love Bruce. Yeah. And uh, these member episodes are pretty good. We go through, talk a little bit about the person's uh, background, the discography, their their history. And then yep. uh, we actually give a top 10 songs that we attribute to that person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a couple funny little kiss related, show related little stories here to tell before we go backwards into last week's episode. So nice. So uh, I was off a couple days last, the end of last week, uh, kind of unscheduled, but that's a separate story, but uh, moved my son into college uh, on Sunday, which was great with the help of uh, shout it out loud cast, favorite sidekick Murph guy smiley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So he's living in a co-ed dorm on a co-ed floor, which is, insane okay 
He's on the second floor. His room is at the far end of the hallway, kind of like in a corner. All right. Near, right near his room is the second floor ladies' bathroom slash showers. Like right oh. there. Oh. oh. Isn't that that cute girl, Katie, that you were having lunch with? Yeah, why? <laughs> Oof, don't go in the ladies' room. Oh, oh brutal. Go to a bathroom, Tom, and it's like hot. <laughs> like the bathroom we saw Fozzie at. Remember we saw the show when we were next to the dude. That was like a that that was like a porta potty from Woodstock at Wally's. That was (laughs) horrendous. (laughs) When we were right next to it, yeah. Every time you every time you get like a stiff wind, you'd be like, oh, oh. I was mistaken for a bathroom attendant. Oh, so his room is at one end of the hall. the The men's room is literally the opposite end of the hall. So Murph, I'm going to attribute this to Murph. Murph goes. You realize that your son's college dorm room has very high piss cup potential. <laughs> yes. Because his bathroom and this building's huge. It's a big old dorm. It kind of looks like O'Hara at Stonehill. It's a big old dorm. Like not old, but it's a it's a big building. So to get like if you wake up in the middle of the night, you're gonna take a leak. You ain't walking all the way down there. You're piss cupping it. That's how it works because yep. you're stuck in a room. You can't be drinking out in public. You'll get in trouble, thrown off campus, even bigger. So what do you do? You drink in your room. You don't want to go to the bathroom every two seconds. Piss cup. Yep. And the bathrooms for us were right near us. When we <laughs> yeah, left. we had just no excuse. This poor, this poor kid needs to take like a skateboard down to the men's room. So God God bless him. Yeah, there was no grass growing out our windows. Oh, God, no, no. And then one other little quick little, little kiss story here. This is kind of funny. So I ordered uh, uh, an oversized item from Amazon. I ordered a new uh, patio umbrella because that's how I roll. So sometimes when you order stuff from Amazon, it gets delivered by an Amazon truck, or sometimes it'll get delivered by, you know, the, 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 you know, us mail postal service. So I open up my mailbox and I get a thing in the mail, a slip saying your item is, was too big to be delivered. You got to pick it up yourself at the friggin' warehouse. I'm like too big. You could have a fucking truck. If this was FedEx, you would have dropped it off in front of my house. So I'm like, all right. So I, I go take the slip. I go to the thing. Guy comes out with it on a big wheelie thing. He's like, I hope you have a truck. I'm like, yeah. Wheels it out. Help helps me put it into my in, into my Jeep. And all of a sudden he goes, Is that a kiss tattoo on your leg? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it reminded me of that line that Costanza used in Seinfeld when he goes, That's how I felt when I told my parents I wanted to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> Like the guy, the look on the guy's face was like, is that a kiss tattoo on your leg? And I'm like, yeah, I've been a fan since I was five. He's like, all right, have a good day. I thought the most common thing after that would be like, why do you have that? I think that's what he wanted to say. But I think his tone and the look on his face was like, what are you you doing? How did your workmates feel <laughs> when they saw that? How hard did they print from laughing? I just thought that I'm like, I'm like a couple cool, couple funny kiss show related uh, stories in, in a few days. So Wonderful. I love, I, I love that kiss in the wild. I love those stories. Oh, so beautiful, beautiful so, Tom. What we did last week was the interview Paul Stanley did with um, rage against the machines. Tom Morello. Yes. 617. What, what are we doing? Sorry. Hold on. Murph just, I'm sorry. We, this, Murph just texted me and Michael at the same time about something funny. So, all right. you know what, Murph? 
We record on Wednesday nights at this time, <laughs> but it's Tuesday. But it's Tuesday right now, so he doesn't know. No, it's okay. It's okay. And then Murph likes to tell me that I'm going. I'm having senile moments because last week apparently I put the wrong music for the wrong theme, and we'll then I to forgot that. to put the fucking question of the week comment in there. We'll get Dude, to that. This is what happens when we record an episode, and and then which was we recorded, which is already out now. We recorded uh, ARC's Black Tiger on the night that I post an episode. That's so right. I got fucking too many things going on and I fucked up. So there you go, people. Yeah. And and you guess what? First of all, I don't think you fucked up. I think it was funny. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But thanks, Sonny Pooney, for fucking Black Tiger fucking up everything else. <laughs> you, and your, you and your new number one album. Ugh. Dude, it's my way. Or the highway. <laughs> God. All right. Anyways, so let's talk about the poll. Paul and Tom Morello talk about moments in history. We actually have now, because we're recording on Tuesday, the poll is still active. It still has about maybe half of a day left in the poll. Usually by the time I record, the poll's over. We're in the middle of a shout it out loud cast first. Okay. The poll, okay. the poll, the poll is almost over. One of the four options has zero percent. <laughs> can, I has, add, can I add something to that? Please then? do. Please do. I because when I I'm the only one that does the Instagram post. Yeah. So when I put it up, you can put something else up. Those like little yeah. things where you, they disappear after 24 hours. Yeah. So I usually put up a poll now. I've been doing that instead of just a uh, a clip of a song or something. So I put up that same poll. Yep. It got one vote. Well, hold on. We hold on. Hold on. Well, let's say what the let's say what the poll option is first. And you're yeah. all going to get a kick as to who the one person was that voted for it. Okay. So the four options we took from Paul Stanley's conversation was uh the band was when the band was created, when he referenced Gene and Ace and all that stuff, uh getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame getting his first gold album with a live and the reunion show at tiger stadium. Another almost shouted out loud cast first is the band has created first gold album in reunion at tiger stadium are almost all tied. Two of them are at 34. One of them is at 32% getting into the rock and roll hall of fame is at zero. (laughs) Now, now before you jump in, we got a really funny tweet. Um, miserable music man. And he jumped in and said, so far, no votes for the rock and roll hall of fame proof that Paul is a dipshit who (laughs) thinks he knows what matters to fans. Only his fragile ego gives a shit about that. Now, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree with miserable music man, because I think this is hilarious that Paul Stanley from kiss puts getting into the rock and roll hall of fame in his top five moments in history. And not a single person who listens to our show or who has seen this poll has voted for that as their favorite. I just find that and we talk about the disconnect all the time. I just found this fascinating. Now, that being said, this gets even funnier. Tell us about the Instagram poll. So the Instagram poll had one vote for it. And that was from the one and only a shouted out loud cast favorite and frequent guest. Le champion, Chris Jericho. So Chris Jericho is going to have to come on this show and explain himself. (laughs) 
Yeah, the um, I I don't know. I'm sure he has a reason for thinking that. Uh, by the way, he looks fucking great. Yes, he does. Yes, he I does. I mean, he's having some fucking. I mean, again, there's a lot of uh, crossover kiss and wrestling. He's had some great matches. He's been getting fucking bloodied and stuff. Oh my but god, he yeah, looks great, and he's yep. fucking like the best shape of his life. God bless him. Yep. Good for him. Yep. Uh, let's fly through a couple comments about the poll here. Um, it's obviously tied into the episode too. Our buddy West Beach got to go to Tiger Stadium. I was there. Wow, that is pretty fucking awesome. Our buddy Brad Baird, I was 25 when they got back together. First, the small reunion on Unplugged that was great on MTV. Then the excitement building for the full reunion. Yes. John Bailey says, I voted the first gold album because if that album doesn't hit, the band doesn't really get to do anything after that. Then he says, P.S. A what if series of shows would be awesome. Mm, Okay. I like it. Glenn Barth, the reunion. Kiss is in a shit ton of t-shirt shops that are bigger and better than the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is there a Hot Topic Hall of Fame? <laughs> God, I hope not. Uh, oh, and then we we hear from Dizzy Dean's Picket Fence Teeth. We haven't heard from him in a while. He chimes in about our conversation about what tattoo should I get on the Kiss Cruise. Uh-oh. Yeah, and he says, I think Tom should get a tattoo of Hal Sparks' fat sister, Lisa. And his hot sister, PJ. No, they're not related to our friend, Hal, but I like it. Yes. Um, And then Superfan Dave, who we haven't heard from in a long time. (laughs) He says, arguably the biggest rock band ever. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't induct Kiss until after 16 years past their eligibility. They suck. All right. Dude, we all love Kiss. We do a Kiss podcast to call Kiss the biggest rock and roll band ever. Arguably, is just come on. That's a separate. That's a separate episode. That's a separate episode. That's just common sense, brother. Come it on. is common sense. Yeah, but well. then you did preface it by saying super fans. Exactly, but that's okay. He's passionate. He's passionate. It's about passion, but love. Uh, all right, no, let's get a couple episode specific ones. A good buddy, Jim Riley. I came across Morello's podcast not too long ago. It was good. He loves Kiss. He's part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Paul's history was good. Tom and Zeus broke it down very well. Great episode. Tom and Angelo, we are one. Love that. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Our buddy, Angelo Capasso. Yes. Uh, Vet Halen chimes in and says, Zeus, then, then with a quote, from a sh- from the show, apparently, quote, mm. I don't give a shit about these Sam Loomis videos 25 minutes later. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Regarding that, I said the videos. Yeah. Not the discussion about the drama. No, no, no. I know. I know. It's just no, funny no. how. I- no, I'm just I'm just saying, like, it's not about that. First of all, all that stuff. Fuck it. We're done with it. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I just the, wanted to bring the, that up. The childishness. and the appropriation of it like oh yeah. everybody's now oh i'm selling t-shirts now oh come to this like dude everybody's trying to make a nickel off of this shit everybody yeah, is yep. trying to get their 15 minutes of fame off of this shit yep okay so yep. we're done with it yeah. unless somebody comes out again and we find out who the original sam loomis original sam loomis is there's no reason to discuss this shit. yeah it's fucking it's you know what it is tom it's 
Let me look it up. Webster's Dictionary. Kistard. Oh. Oh, that's in there. We can say that still, right? Oh, we're allowed. Yeah. Okay. It, it'll be checking. Check out Sam Loomis era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? That's what Kistard is. Oh. And then we got a good one from Clark's side of the moon. Great episode as always, gents. Shout out to Angelo. Here's to good fortune and better days. Godspeed. And I'm just going to preface it right now. And I know Zeus will jump in here. The unbelievable outpouring of support for Angelo after we read his message. And Angelo messaged us too and thanked everybody from the bottom of his heart. As much as we love this show and as much as we love Kiss and as much as we love having fun and making all these jokes, it, at the risk of sounding melodramatic here, but with everything that's going on here, it really warmed my heart to see our listeners really kind of wave the flag for Angelo um, and put all the jokes and all the kiss stuff aside and just really remember that we're like all in this together. And that just really made me happy because we've never met Angelo, but we feel like we know him from the show and it was just really wonderful to hear everybody cheer him on and offer that support. So I just wanted to say that again, you guys are the greatest listeners in the history of listeners. Yeah. Uh, I, we've seen it firsthand. Unfortunately, I hope we don't have to continuously see it again, but the support has been there and, um, it is, uh, seriously the, uh, bright spot in a lot of, uh, untimely dark days that we've all suffered recently. Uh, some more than others, obviously. And, uh, the bright spot is seeing what this loudcasters community can do Mm -hmm. and the, um, you know, you know, in the end, all because we had this love of this crazy bunch of kids from New York. And here <laughs> yep. we are. Yep. Right? Uh, Dr. Two, by the way, can you tell me how to read your fucking Twitter handle? Because I can see what your name is, but your Twitter handle is doctor with a little upward pointing arrow carrot thing. And then the number two. I don't know what that is, but maybe it's because that awesome song by Robert Palmer, doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got to be that. It can't be bad case. Loving you. That's a come on. Robert Palmer's cool. He's a cool bastard. He's all right. He was cool. Debonair, always dressed sharp, hot chicks all the time. Yeah. Robert Palmer was the man. All right. All right. He had a good comment. He goes, where is the other half of the episode? I'm usually just beginning my shout it out loud nap around the one hour, 33 minute mark. Well, sometimes the episodes are a little bit shorter and longer. You can't help it. Taking a nap. Yeah. Shout out out loud nap. Yeah, exactly. I know. Uh, Wally Vidal currently listening to the episode and you guys mentioned Ace's signature piss mellow yellow. I found a picture online of a gentleman named Anton Jackson with a prototype jar of the new Ace Mellow Yellow. I don't know what this is from. <laughs> oh, my God. This looks like it's from friggin' um, In Living Color. And the guy literally has like a good. Yeah, history. it is from In Living Color. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, oh, Ken and Satan Service. Great episode as always. Zeus, please get your cousin on the show to share the <laughs> shitty pants story. <laughs> it was similar, he said, to when Enrico Palazzo was fucking like bent over and then the guy came yeah. in the naked gun he goes whoops and he shut the door his friend was bent oh, over man. the sink as he was trying to take his pants off of him because he had oh. shit himself at the time oh. oh, oh god baseball and death jumps in as you suggested i paused the episode and i went and listened to 
uh, Paul and Tom Morello. Rage Against the Machine are tied for my least favorite band. <gasps> yeah. And then somebody asked them, what are the other ones? And listen to this list of moronic. Honestly, I thought I was I thought I was getting punked. Literally, the three bands he named yeah, I know. are three of my greatest bands, Metallica, Alice in Chains, and Pearl Jam. I'm like, wait, that's a joke. That's a Sonny Pooney burner account. It is. Uh, I think baseball and death, we might need to excommunicate you from Shout Out Loudcast World. Yeah. Uh, but we love you because you're a, you're a fan and you're a listener, and we like that. So Hot Hot Hotter Than Piss chimes in on Twitter. What's the name? Hot Hot Hotter Than Piss. We know who that is. Uh, he gives us his top five moments seeing them in Hartford in 96. Uh, first time he uh, laid eyes on the Kiss debut album, the release of Exposed, taking his son to see Kiss in 2014, and then Kiss Unplugged. Yes. Uh, oh, and then Keith Wetzel says, love the episode this week. Great Cosby show reference. <laughs> well, poor Eric. He looked like Petey. And then From he goes, the caught, and, show. and then he goes, caught this one too. Keep up the great work and humor. And then he has a gif of Oliver and Bobby Brady hanging out. <laughs> oh. oh, speaking of that, uh, we got a text from our buddy, Mr. Joey Casada. Oh, God. Yeah. And what did he say? He said, he, he wrote, you assholes, I almost crashed my car when you called Eric Singer Cousin Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> he he has to get these laughs on our show. Too bad he's on two other podcasts. He can't have that kind of humor over there. Come on, Joey. Come he on, buddy. He edits himself out. He edits himself out. <laughs> I love Brad Baird had a great comment here. He said, here, in my opinion, is Paul's top two moments in history. And it's a picture of Lisa Hartman and Samantha Fox. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Brad. Lisa Hartman was smoking. <sighs> she was I love all good. those. I love all those like milfs. They're now they were milfs then, but yeah. on all those like prime time, yeah, like TV shows, yeah, like Knots Landing or <laughs> yeah. Fal- Fal- Falcon Crest or whatever. <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> like I'm like God damn. They were all loaded with hot. Yeah, they all, absolutely. They all had like those like push up bras. Yeah, smoking like. 80s hair metal hairdos. They, like, they all look like right. They all look like hair metal videos. Oh, yeah. like dude, that lady's like 55. Then I was like 12 years old. I'm like, damn. Oh, love it. Our buddy Tom Dust again. Shout out for our intro music. He's banging that out. It's awesome. We love it. Uh, he also gives his best wishes to Angelo and Doctor Two chimes in. Our buddy Nige chimes in. Uh, he says, you built a genuine community. You should be proud of that. Angelo, be strong, brother. Just great, great feedback. Just really awesome to see. Uh, and that's what we got on Twitter. All right. Over on the Book of Face, Joey Romanek, uh, who I believe is a top-notch realtor. I think him and his wife. Yes. They're like superstars. Yes. Yeah. Real professional and stuff. What the fuck is he doing listening to us? There's no way he's listening to this with client. Hey, uh, I know you want to buy a house. Why don't you sit down and listen to Tom and Zeus for a few minutes? Yeah, the uh, it's got wall to wall garbage, it's got crown molding, and it's got a playlist of shouted out loud cats for you. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said wall to wall carpet. The fuck is getting that shit? <laughs> my mind just I don't even know. Good uh, shag uh, carpeting over here if you're interested in that. A million closings in my life as a real estate closing attorney. Oh, yeah, I probably would say. 
one out of 100 realtors is a good guy or good girl. They fucking suck. But Joey, you're one of the good ones. We know that. We know that. Yes, he is. I fucking hate realtors. No offense. Oh. Well, anyways, Joey, like I said, you're one of the good ones. So uh, keep up the great work, brother. Uh, <laughs> Joey says, great episode, guys. It may have been the shortest episode in SIOL history. I finished it during one of my Saturday morning runs. Afterwards, I headed over to Tom Morello's podcast and listened to the episode with Paul. I thought it was pretty cool to hear Paul not scripted and measured. He almost sounded real. It was especially cool to hear Tom talk about how it was dangerous to be a Kiss fan in the 80s, because I certainly remember those times. In the 70s, it was cool to be a Kiss fan. In the 80s, it was not. I remember getting a lot of shit for liking Kiss and metal in general from guys that were into cool bands like Nirvana and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. But you wouldn't know it. The guys in those bands were huge Kiss fans and Rush fans, too. Here comes the collective groan from Zeus and Sonny. Well, no. <laughs> Joey, I love thankfully, Sonny isn't on this part of our show. He's only on ARC and occasionally he'll come over here. Um, but we always love your feedback and comments and you can like both. I love Nirvana. I've loved kiss. And when they were both in, I don't think it was unpopular to like kiss when Nirvana and those guys are big in the alternative stuff because those guys loved kiss. Yeah. We knew that because we would get the bootleg stuff of Pearl jam and Nirvana. And we would find these rear uh, clips of them doing like kiss songs. Yeah. And then that, so we knew they were fans of them. So it wasn't uncool to like them. And then that's just us up here in the Northeast. No, I think that's true. I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Jason Warden went back and listened to Morello's show. Then shout out loudcast. Then thought Paul came across. Well, mostly well-prepared as always gave Gene props along with Tommy and Eric without trashing former members as a fan. This is my list of top kiss happenings in my life. Five, reunion tour announcement. End of my favorite lineup. Uh, Four, watching Kiss Exposed the first time. Three, seeing them in a club in 92. Two, watching Animalized Uncensored for the first time. One, seeing them first time on Hits 1990 tour. Honorable mention, each week of Shout It Out Loudcast. Oh, nice one. You're the best, Jay. We love you, buddy. Our buddy, Mark Flores Music. Yeah, Mark. The greatest moment in history is the entire year of 1977. I'm not going to argue. A close second would be Zeus's crazy cousin, Mike, going to Tiger Stadium reunion show and his buddy shit in his pants. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's awesome. Oh, oh man. Do I, do I read this? Uh, I don't know. Thinking Stanley here, people. Do it. Oh, uh, apparently Eddie Trunk read uh, his comment. He finally got Eddie to read his comment on Eddie's radio show. No, he got no. He made a call. He got through. He talked to Eddie. Oh, even even better. And Eddie Eddie had such a sense of humor. He goes, "Okay, we got to call him this guy named Sinkin Stanley." <laughs> and he goes, "Hi, Eddie, Sinkin Stanley." Here. <laughs> and I was really disappointed that he didn't keep that voice for the entire call. Yeah. <laughs> I think Eddie it's, was acting a little like, oh, who's this guy? Who's this no. guy? Yeah, he knows who's thinking. Of course he knows who it is. God, you know, and, and Tim keeps asking us to like, 
oh, when are you going to have me on? When are you going to have me on? God bless you, brother. But after five minutes of you doing Sinkin' Stanley, I, I, I don't think I could take any more of that. Can you? I could. Oh, you can? <laughs> no. No. Thinking thinking Stanley here. <laughs> it's I'm sorry. It's just it's just funny. It's <laughs> fucking stupid, but so are we, and it's funny. Yeah, it but there's just I mean, part of me, Tom, wants to do that Tom analysis that you do and diagnose this guy. Like there's something wrong with him. Who, there's Tim? gotta be. Yeah, absolutely. There's something wrong. Nobody has this much invested. In trolling and torturing Paul as much as he does without well, the, qu- the quick the quick there. the quick analysis is that he was wronged somehow by Paul in real life. Dude, okay, I got wronged, but somebody cut me off the other day. Like I'm not going around <laughs> thinking Zeus, thinking Zeus. <laughs> this is out of this. Like I love it. I used to be annoyed. Now I'm just like you know what. I don't know. I'm flipping the script here. I like it. It's funny. It's stupid. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. But then he does all the homophobic that's, shit. That's that's no good. Like that's with, no about good. About Tommy and stuff. No, like that's no but, good. I don't know. No, the best part of it is that he took Paul Stanley's face <laughs> and put it on the Tiger King's head. So he has like that blonde mane with the mustache, and you and you and Paul's got the the lemon sucking face. And, <laughs> thinking Stanley. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> he has the voice too. <laughs> so stupid. That's just it. That's us in a nutshell. It's yeah. so childish and stupid. But after like ten, like ten minutes of this, like get the diagnosis in, and then we're done, and we'll figure it oh, out. Oh, and the, and and real quick, I just want to say one more thing about him while we're on our show, so he can hear it, and everybody else can hear it. You were not the only fucking person that predicted Shandy being played in Australia. We all did. Yeah, we pat you on the back, but your hand is in the way. All right. <laughs> Give me a break. We've been talking about that all time. Anytime we bring up fucking Australian kiss going over there, we know they're going to do Shandy. It's not a, you're not going on a limb there, Tim. Come on, buddy. You're better than that, Tim. You're better than that. Thinking Stanley. You know what now? You know what, Tim? Thanks to fucking Tom, you're going to get your own theme music. I'm oh. going to find a clip of you going sinking Stanley, people. No, Every don't. Every time his name comes up, now I have to play the clip. Don't do it. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. He's a terrorist. That's what That's he wants. Their one. That's their one. <laughs> All right. All right. Over on our Loudcasters group Facebook page, Tom. Oh, Jason didn't realize. Uh, Jason Warden didn't realize about this interview. How the hell did I know know about this interview? Once again, TNZ bringing the greatness that is shouted out Loudcast to us in Kiss Tardland. Uh-oh. Oh, Jay, you might get, might get in trouble. Checking it out now. Nice. All right. Uh-oh. Jack Pinocchio. Oh boy, here we go. Sitting up 
Tom and Zeus, I am honored and grateful that you used Joey, Godfather's theme for me, instead of my own theme song, on this special day, on your release day of the new episode. I hope this episode is a masculine episode. I pledge my comment here for this episode. Tom and Zeus, I'm going to leave you now because I know you boys are busy. Jack is the man. I love it. Uh, can you guys tell we like the Godfather? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Goodfellas. Fucking fucking. Rawr. What are you growling about Goodfellas for? What do you not like that movie all of a sudden? Foreshadow. Um, okay. Josh. Josh Brown. Thanks for reading my comments, guys, on the show again. I do agree with Paul about the gold record. Alive has to be there because without it succeeding, I think the band would have been done. Plus, it's regarded as one of the greatest live records of all time. Great episode, guys. Keep up the great shows. I want to be involved, though. So here's my top five. Uh, five, The Elder. No, I may get some flack for this, but Kiss Symphony, it showed the band had teeth. It could still go on without Ace, even though wow. Peter played on it. It showed the band could continue like before without Ace and with a great guitar player. Mm. Four, the Kiss Conventions. If those didn't happen, we may not have gotten the reunion at all. Mm. Three, unmasking and lick it up, saving the band from just falling into obscurity and being seen as a novelty act. Two, alive for the point I made above. One, Kiss forming the band, of course. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Over on YouTube. Mr. Antonio 2005 Kiss Unmasking is such a pivotal moment for the band and the fans it's a top five moment just due to the very nature of risks involved if it had not worked it showed Paul true character to fight to stay relevant and carry the band in the 80s and early 90s his dedication singing ability in writing is what I admired most of him during this period I get he has to sell today's kiss I just don't get why preacher Paul can't be more positive to embrace this time frame than ignore it completely or dismissing him. All the best, Angelo, TNZ, and the rest of the gang. Nice. Kiss Remasters film. Been looking for this all day. Diving in now. Cool. Eddie Thompson, you guys are the best with flashing balls. Cheers. Nice. Do you remember that tenant I had that used to rent for me? You go, cheers. (laughs) Yeah, they live downstairs from me and Bridget in in Arlington. And the and the and the woman, I don't know if they I don't know if they were married or not or if they got married. They, got, they were married. Okay. And then they had a kid, remember? They moved out. They didn't have a kid with that. Well, they were there. They moved out, I think. Oh, because, it was Michael that was born. <laughs> yeah, we had a kid. Yeah, you guys had the kid. And then you would tell me they'd be like, they would fuck it, I'm gonna fuck it. Like the, and then the, they'd be like, Oh, hi, how are you? The woman, the woman was a full blown psychopath. We would hear like, like incredible psychotic screaming at her husband, and then on the phone with her mom. But she called her mom mother, like Norman Bates, like mother, mother. And then she'd be like, "Hey guys, good morning." Like, no, he would come around and be like, "Oh, cheers, cheers." 
And then one of my favorite things that he ever did, and I don't know how we get off on this tangent. You know, like if you don't put a if you don't put a window air conditioning unit in carefully. Yeah. So he were thank God he was on the first floor because he put it in and it fucking fell out the window. <laughs> Is that from what was it? Billy Matter, Happy Gilmore, Mister, yeah. Mister. Um. Anyway, Tom, the last one here is from our buddy Marty White. Oh, haven't heard from Marty in a bit. Uh, only the first part of this comment is BS. My girlfriend, who has a steroid problem <laughs> built like Lou Ferrigno, <laughs> saw an article about Kiss a few days ago. The only picture with the article was a picture of Cheater Chris Uh-oh. in full makeup. When she saw it, she asked, who's this fat guy? Oh, come on. When did Kiss get a new drummer? Wow. You, I don't think Eric is fat. He's not. He's not. Oh, he's he absolutely is not. I don't know who's putting the makeup on him. And that wig is just yeah. terrible looking. It's it's bad. It's his makeup. It's... Nobody's doing him any favors, you know, putting that the way the makeup is applied in the way they're dressing him and that hairdo. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's bad. Yes. So, Tom, that's what I got. All right, let's bang out a couple more things, then we'll get going. So we mentioned earlier, we got a wonderful email from Angel just saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody. All the warm wishes and kind thoughts. It's amazing. Uh, then we got a nice email from our good buddy, Stevie Flythe, who has his podcast with uh, our buddy Jason Worden there on the Flythe. Um, and just a really thoughtful email, just thanking us. You know, like we've mentioned this before, we were in, in his shoes, you know, a new podcaster trying to learn the ropes, looking for some guidance and, you know, just a a real kind of like Zeus always says, you know, kind of passing it on, paying it forward uh, to people. And and that's, that's what you do. Now we have a couple other emails that we're going to get to later in the show. Yeah. We'll save it to the end. We'll save it for the end. Our little ending segment that we do. Yeah. But uh, we're going to wrap up feedback with this. We have a visual comment of the week. And it is from our good friend, Kendall Lacey in the UK, taking a fantastic selfie of him wearing the amazing Shout It Out Loudcast logo t-shirt with the caption, repping Shout It Out Loudcast in the UK. Kendall, for that, my friend, you are our comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Kendall. We love it. With your permission, it'll go on our website with all the other loudcasters. And if you want to be on the website, make sure you get your Shout It Out Loudcast gear. You go to shoutitoutloudcast.com and then you click on merch. Click the button there. It'll take you where you can buy all your merch, t shirts, and all that stuff. Get a Shout Out Loudcast shirt. Take a photo wherever you're at. If you tell us uh, you want us to put it on, we'll put it on. Absolutely. Yep. Tom, what we do next is we give a shout out to our awesome Patreon family. And uh, we always love when this happens. We have a new Patreon to salute. And that is our favorite new Instagram personality, Lisa Michalik. And I hope I'm saying that right. And if I'm not, Lisa, please let me know. It's either Michalik or Michalik or gobbledygook. (laughs) Uh, She joined our Patreon group. 
And uh, we can't thank you enough, Lisa. You've been awesome. You keep retweeting the show, uh, commenting on our episodes and stuff. We love it. And we really appreciate you coming on and supporting the show. Uh, we This is the, what does um, so much of the behind-the-scenes work for our show. That is our Patreon group. All the support they give us helps us develop the show, grow the show, put in the stuff that we need to get done, uh, help us provide with either equipment, gear, uh, video, software, uh, even sometimes hard-to-find items. Mm -hmm. uh, all that is helped by Patreon, and their support is uh, so vital to the show. And if you like the show and you want us to continue and you want to help, how do I help? Join our Patreon group. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, so people like Lisa, thank you. Uh, it's uh, a great honor to have you guys uh, all part of our Patreon family. And we like to think that you guys get a lot of good value out of your Patreon subscription. Now, we just finished our ARC pick. And that means my pick is coming up. And then it's Patreon's pick for ARC, our album review crew. So we're going to be looking for those submissions from you guys shortly uh, because we always need to have at least a month advance so we know what the album is. So if you want to join in and be part of the ARC album review crew pick and join our Patreon, you can find us uh, Patreon right on our awesome website, shoutoutloudcast.com. You click on Patreon. It's all there. It'll explain it to you. There's four different tiers you can join. Or you can go to Patreon, the app, or Patreon.com, and you look in the creators, shout it out loudcast, and that's where you'll find us. Yep, you guys are the best, and a huge shout out to Lisa. Lisa, we love you. We gave you a comment of the week, I think, a few weeks ago. Uh, you're a big supporter and fan of the show, liking and retweeting, and that's what we love to see. And uh, you joining the Patreon family is just another thing that's just awesome. So we appreciate that. And a, again, a huge shout out to everybody in the Patreon family. Please go to the website, download the app, take a look, see what you are uh, interested in. You know, join a tier, any tier. Uh, and like Zeus said, his pick will be in September. The ARC pick for Patreon will be October. And uh, we will be sending out information to every Patreon shortly about how to get those submissions in. Uh, we'll explain all that to you if you are new to Patreon. But thank you to everybody that's part of the family. Tom, what we do next is we go over to Kiss World and we discuss what's going on in the world of our favorite band, Kiss. Yeah, right now, the big thing is Kiss is just blowing up Australia in a good way. Um, they are all over the place. Apparently, the shows have been excellent. We mentioned it earlier. They threw Shandy into the set list, of course, because they love that. Uh, they're making all the rounds with all the uh, broadcast uh, TV. They're doing all the media hits uh, and Australia. They're eating it up. We've seen tons of videos and pictures from a lot of the loudcasters on Facebook. Um, fans and listeners on Twitter are sharing a lot of stuff, which was amazing. So happy for uh, everybody down under that they're, they're having a great time with this tour. What I saw was a, one of the re, uh, one of the videos was like, a lady, I think it was from the Today Show from them down there. Yeah, I saw that. And yep. she was with Paul and Gene. Gene always is flirting. But yeah. Paul was his old flirting self. I haven't seen that side of Paul in a while. Interesting. He was flirting, talking about good looking people and, uh, you know, and, oh, I'd rather touch your back and, you know, like stuff like that. I think it was huh. um, Paul bringing back that old, you know, tongue in cheek personality that he had. 
Right, right. It was great to see. And they're all bragging about how everybody, she's like, look at the camera people. Look at everybody here is good looking. What the hell? That's, yeah, Australia, I guess it's like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, and other than that, in Kiss World, um, it's kind of quiet. They're, they're, this, this toy, they're touring aggressively down there. So there's really not a lot going on. Uh, not a lot of like kind of silly tweets and social media stuff going on other than there's just thanking all the fans in Australia. So kind of a quiet in, ter- in terms of off the stage news is really not much going on. Well, the other thing is Tom is our buddy. Ace Fraley oh, is boy. touring. And uh, by the time this airs, we may go to the show. We may not. We don't know what whole what's what we're doing. It's also my daughter's birthday, so I want to give a shout out to my daughter Natalia. She is turning fourteen. Woohoo! Yeah, yes. all right. Yeah. So um, we gotta, you know, and I don't think uh, going to see Ace is on her birthday wish list. Oh hey, I'll sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, sweetheart. How old are you? Fourteen. I'm beautiful. God bless. Kiss me. I'm beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, I don't oh. think she's uh, too keen on seeing poor Ace uh, up in Beverly, Mass. I don't know if we're too keen on seeing Ace. <laughs> and those photos of him, whoever keeps putting them up with the fucking telly monster nose that about they that, put on him. How about that video of him? So he was like tripping over his guitar. Like, what's the oh, matter with you, Ace? Just God. fucking brutal. Dude, brutal. That, that video that someone had put up. Oh, holy shit in New York. It was a par- it was it was a parody. It was like yep. you telling me, hey, why don't you do the first five songs in Ace Voice? Yep. Brutal. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like Kiss Karaoke late night on the cruise. Yeah. But, but with a guitar. Yeah, it was. She wants to rock you right. She wants to rock you right. Lady Space. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> that was horrendous. He's so lucky he has an incredible band behind him. This is the shit that I like. Uh, I don't want him to be bad. I want I him to no, be great. Absolutely. But they can't fucking nobody can admit that there's no like God bless Eddie. You mean to tell me you think that guy can do a full kiss set? Well, yeah, it's real, it's live. It's real and live. That's what we want, right, Zeus? We want real and live. He's not saying shit about Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and those other great bands that he loves. What about, oh, think, what about, what about Fink and Stanley? <laughs> yeah, like he ain't wasting his time on those other bands that do that shit. No, nope. you know. But we we've had this out many and many times. We've, t- we've talked to Eddie too in in person on a couple of interviews here, so it's not like we're like talking behind yeah. his back. We're we're fans of Eddie, but you know. You got to call it sometimes. We love Ace. And like you said, we don't want to see Ace do poorly, but he is doing fucking poorly. And the other thing is we don't want to see Paul lip sync either. Exactly. We don't see any of that shit. Well said. But it is what it is. Yeah. We don't just simply, it's not, there's, it's, there's a lot of gray here. It's not black and white. Oh, that's it. I'm not listening to them. They're fake. Like, right. dude, in a perfect world, they're still Kiss from 77. They're Peter's in the band and Aces mm-hmm. in a perfect world. But I don't live in that world. I live in this one. Right. So that's what we got to do. So, yep. Yep. Anyways, uh, other than that, Tom, I think that's it. Let's get to talking about our buddy Bruce. But before we do, Ace wants to sing a couple uh, bars of happy birthday to my kid. What am I fucking doing?
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. All right, we're back. Ace is still trying to figure out how happy birthday goes. I was trying to help him in the back. He's never heard it before. He said, <laughs> yeah, Tommy showing him how to say happy birthday. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. God love you, Ace. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Ace got any fucking backstage passes for us. We're your biggest fan. I heard what you said about me. That wasn't us. That was other guys. All right, come on in, brother. Come on in. I don't take too kindly to insults. <laughs> Just never mind the bump on my nose. I fell off Niagara Falls a little bit and cut myself. Poor Ace. Poor Ace. Poor Paul. Poor, poor Paul Freely. <laughs> Paul Freely. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. All right, thanking myself. My name's Paul. Oh, hey guys, <laughs> let's get back to our buddy Bruce. All right, all right, Tom. So, we've done this a few times, okay? Yep, we yep. do the um, the member profiles. Yes, uh, like I said, this is our fourth one, and this one's on our buddy Bruce. Look, mm-hmm. this isn't uh, we don't have the budget of uh, any biography, but we're gonna go through a couple quick things and talk about the our guy Bruce, the great. Kiss guitarist and uh and uh discuss it. So let's go through a few easy ones, Tom. Okay. He was born in Brooklyn. Of course he was. I'm a Bronx boy myself. Yeah, uh, Bro- Brooklyn's pretty good too. <laughs> Not bad, Bruce. December 12th, 1953. So he's at 68. He'd be a a spry 68, if you ask me. He's in great shape. Yeah, that's that's incredible. God bless him. Yep. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we know about his brother, Bob. Uh, the, he, Bruce is the younger brother of Bob Kulik, a, the awesome guitarist and session guy who worked with Kiss and many other artists. 
Uh, and uh, that's how he, that's his affiliation with Kiss. That's how he got started. Yep. But uh, there's more to talk about. Bruce is also Jewish. Did you know that? Because I didn't. I don't. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's Jewish in New York, living in Queens for a time. Yep. And uh, and he was obviously influenced by his older brother. You know, sure. an older no. brother being a guitar whiz like Bob. Of course, he's going to pick that up. Yep. Um, Bruce, obviously, like many other Kiss members, was in bands prior to kiss mm-hmm. so he had a first band i believe he, all the way in 74 like i don't equate bruce in the 70s no me I neither just figured he just popped up out of the 80s right yeah 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 so he formed a band called kkb uh i think it was a guy named mike katz gee guy gee boyce and obviously bruce Gillick. uh and they said they sounded like cream yeah, a lot of fucking uh, bands what? sounded like Cream in the Absolute. 70s, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Such an influential band. Yep. I think he talked about that he had uh, like a CD available for this. I don't know. I mean, he, I don't have it. I don't know who out there has it, but if you Rele- do, let us release know. It. Release it, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't start that shit now. <laughs> We're not oh. getting into that conversation, right? And then, like his brother, Tom, he ends up jumping in and uh, playing some guitar with Meatloaf. That I did. That is new news to me. I was not aware of that either. So nope. he he joined Meatloaf's traveling band. Uh, Bob and him were like lead and rhythm guitar players, and he did the tour, uh, which you know obviously he got to see a lot of the world because Meatloaf was huge in the oh 70s. god oh my god yeah no doubt. And we're not talking about like fatness. We're talking about music. <laughs> I'm a little fat in the ass. Oh, God. Yeah. So he was on like the Saturday Night Live show and all this other stuff as a musician, as as part of his band. Yep. Which is, that's amazing. That's pretty awesome. This is what I always remember us talking about. Then he joined with his buddy and uh, Kiss Link, Michael Bolton, and they created a band called Flapjack. I think it's Blackjack. Flapjack. Flapjack. Blackjack. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's the band we always heard about. Him and Blackjack and that, and that's the uh, band Michael that I'm Bolton. when I when I yeah, when I think of Bruce's early career, I think of Blackjack. Yes. I think most people do, uh, that are fans of Bruce or fans of Kiss. You you know, you might not know the music of Blackjack, but at least that's kind of the first band that you kind of associate. At least for me, I do. Uh he ends up playing on Michael Bolton's solo albums. Remember Bolton had some songs on like uh what do you call it? Headbangers Ball originally. I, it's shocking. Everybody's I, 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 crazy. I remember that. I song. know. I know. Yeah. Uh you know, that was his style. Then he went into when a man loves a oh, man. Oh goodness. Yikes. Anyway, uh apparently there's a song called Stay from Blackjack, written by Bruce and Michael Bolton. Yep. That Jay-Z sampled uh for a song called a dream which reached number one on the billboard charts i'm not a jay-z fan neither am i no nope. i told you this many nope. times before rap i just follow the dr dre tree and yep. that's it okay he ends up after michael bolton he joins a band called good rats i never heard of them nope me uh, neither. apparently they were around for a little bit and he was always hanging around Kiss. 
That's yes. the story. And then so we've heard other stories and clips and stuff. Remember, we were talking about it, the fact that we're like, wait a minute. Did Bruce try out after Ace? Right. Remember that kind of like was out there. No, he did too as well. And and obviously Bob was around Kiss. So Bruce is always hanging around. By this point, the band knows who Bruce is. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? And then after all the drama with Vinny, they bring in Mark St. John, which again, we've we've had this discussion. God bless him, but yikes. The worst fit in Kiss Absolutely. of all time. Oh, yeah. Worst yeah. fit. I yep. don't know what they were thinking. They they rushed that, but totally. And then we know the the tragic story of Mark St. John and the fact that uh, Bruce was kind of traveling along with the band. Mm-hmm. And then Mark St. John re- got that reactive arthritis. And uh, after a while he was torn with them. He jumped in instead of Mark St. John. Yeah. He toured on, he toured on, on the animalized tour. Yeah. Which is always funny because he toured on it. Yep. Yet he started contributing to that album prior to the tour. Correct. That's right. Which is always the mind-blowing thing about Kiss. Why the fuck do you bring in this guitar guy, just like they did with Vinny, who's supposed to be this great guitar guy, but you're not going to play on all the songs? What are you doing? I'm with you. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. It, it's so it's so it's so weird. Like Bruce play, Bruce played the guitar solos on "Lonely Is the Hunter" and "Murder in High Heels," your two favorite songs off that album. Um, but I but like Lonely Is the Hunter. But but I mean, all jokes aside, right? He was he he was on that album. Yep. And you know you I mean the only thing I mean there's there's obviously reports and stories out there about the whole Mark St. John thing and, and the Bruce thing. But as a fan in retrospect, it's like, how the fuck could you have not seen this gold star staring right in your face and not going for it right at that time? Yeah. I wonder if there was anything like, ah, we can't do that to Bob. And then they're like, fuck it. We, now we need him. Now we need to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe because yep. at that time, I think Bob and Paul were still best of friends. Like, ah, we can't do that and bring Bruce in. Bob might get upset or anything like that. But regardless, he jumps in. And then we all know he jumps in because we all know of his legendary performance on Kiss Animalized Live. Yep. Right? We yeah, all amazing. know that. Yep. And he's obviously grown from that. The nickname was at the time, what, Spruce? Spru- Spruce Kula, because he kind of just stood there. I think they talked about that on extreme close-up on one of the videos yeah. they kind of would, would kind of tongue-in-cheek little joke in there with him but yeah but bruce is just uh you know his obviously growth getting out of you know being in a band he he'd already been torn with big acts before but i'm sure he's not going to get really cocky he's not that personality is going to get out there like a vinnie would no because oh, God, at that no. point in animalized he's just filling in for the guitarist He's right. not going to be showing off and trying to upstage anybody then. Right. Right. I mean, right. that's, that's at why that time. I give him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And he, it's, he always has this understated style, very, very complimentary to the band. And that's the thing that I love about Bruce. I don't know of anybody that would have was a better fit for Kiss than Bruce Kulik. Perfect. Uh, and I'll tell you one thing, and, and I, I, I will say this, I, Obviously, we all love the Kiss discography. We, we, I mean, you know, ma- uh, makeup, non-makeup, etc. 
But after doing this show for as many years as we've done it and like going through like every minutia and being blessed to have Bruce on our show to celebrate our hundredth episode with Jericho and talking to Bruce, uh, meeting Bruce, like all that, that is obviously the, the cherry on top, but spending extended periods of time with the albums that he was involved in it, like even, even just recent, when we recently did the crazy nights album review, it's like, why do people not throw his name out more as some of the greats of that era? And I think we've kind of answered that already. I think because he's so just subdued and professional, he's not flamboyant. He he's, he does his job and he does it incredibly dynamically well. And I just wish that non kiss fans would reference Bruce when you're talking about those great guitarists from that mid mid eighties, early nineties era. And it, it, it really, it frustrates me as a Bruce fan and a kiss fan that he just doesn't get it. You listen to those albums, but we talked about who, who the MVP of crazy nights was Bruce. We said that, I mean, for, for me, revenge, the MVP of, of revenge is Bruce. And, you know, he's, he's just incredible, whether it's ripping crazy songs off of asylum or doing stuff on revenge or even, you know, the alive albums that he did. I mean, alive three, I've sung the praises of alive three. And of course, MTV unplugged just incredible contributions to kiss. And I love the fact that we have this show where we can spend so much time talking about them. I'm going to go on a limb and I'm sure that I'm not sure that I've heard anybody make this statement, but I'm going to go on a limb that Bruce Kulik was the best replacement fit in kisses history. By far, no more doubt. so than Eric Carr, more I than agree. Eric Singer. I agree. More than Vinny, more than Tommy, more I than agree. Uh, Mark St. John, obviously. Yep. And I'm not just saying musically, but personality. So God bless Eric Carr. So he might say, no, that's Eric Carr. I love Eric Carr. And musically, he was great for that time. But him and the band, obviously with Paul, right. there was some friction. Yep. Okay. Unfortunately, yes. Name another person that fits in Eric Singer. Okay. But musically, is it that big of a difference musically from Eric Carr? No. You're not going to say, oh, it what an upgrade. But, or, or, um, who's the other one that you can think of? Tommy. Okay. So you might say, well, Tommy makes everything easy for those guys, but Tommy's not fucking putting the impact. No. Tommy's not having as much input into the songs and stuff as it Bruce does. No. Bruce has got his touch on those stuff. Bruce made a lot of Bruce made a lot of these albums his own, especially especially when it comes to solos. Yeah, the the Kiss guitarist hmm. is what I think Bruce came up with like that term. Like by that point, he personified that's the Kiss guitarist. Great rhythm player, acts great leads, fantastic solos comes in understated guitar playing yep mission is the song not the solos not the egos the mission is the song yep and bruce's playing always helped it wasn't a distraction oh god and we say the same thing you talk about a guitarist like like touch or tone or individuality or or their own personal flavor that they give something and we've said this before when we when we talk about asylum and when we talk about the end of the road shows we go on and i'll apologize in advance if it sounds like that i'm bashing tommy thayer and i guess maybe i am when you get down to it but 
that solo in Tears Are Falling, no one is even coming near that. That's Bruce. Now, is Tommy hitting the notes? I guess. But we looked at each other. We've done it more than once. We looked at each other and be like, no, that's not Bruce. There's no it, tone. It's just not Bruce. Yeah. Um, that's just the thing. And he didn't mimic exactly Ace. Nope. He had his own style. Yep. And we'll get back into it as far as Bruce and Kiss with regard to his songs and what we when we do the list of Bruce songs. Yep. But I, I think we needed to have this conversation. Then we'll get on to stuff after Kiss. But in Kiss, I can't think of any controversy with Bruce during his membership in Kiss. Never. No. Or any like look back. Oh, that's when Bruce and Paul got into it or Eric and Bruce. It, it is amazing how anybody you talk to in Kiss, outside of Kiss, around Kiss, read about is always just saying what a class act and what a great guy Bruce is. Yep. That everybody loves him. Everybody he's it and, and that's that's a that's a rarity these days and it's something that he should be proud of. And it I also find it an interesting coincidence that when you look at his band that is just off the rails incredible creatures fest the crews can't wait to see them again. All the guys in his band they're all the same. They're all like just an incredible group of guys. And I know people are going to be friendly as fuck. Yeah. Awesome. And I know p- people are going to be listening to this being like, Hey, you guys are laying it on a little thick, huh, et cetera. No, th- this is, we've met Todd. We've had, we've been lucky enough to have Todd on the show too. These are just good, genuine guys that when they're not on stage, they're not like, Oh yeah, whatever, whatever. Like they're, they're just, they're good guys. And that makes you in, in, want to enjoy them even more when you see them on stage. He has an appreciation for the fans love of his era. Oh, absolutely. And that's a, that's a, that's a, he, re, he respects the fact that the fans love that era. Um, and I, there's really no other way to say this, but I guess I'll say it. it it's kind of the exact, exactly what Paul does not do. Now, Bruce is obviously not in kiss. So he has the flexibility and the freedom to play all those deep cuts that we love at creatures fest or on the cruise, et cetera. But he loves the fact that fans freak out when he plays Thou Shall Not or when he plays Sword and Stone, Sword and Stone or King of Hearts or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he loves he loves playing those songs, but he loves seeing the fact that the fans are like, holy shit, I can't just I can't believe they just pulled that one out. Yeah. And when you when you see him live and he sees that reaction, you can see his face lights up. Totally. Yeah. That's great. Up. And he and he and he respects it. Yep. When he puts on a performance with his band, everything is as tight as possible. The song selection, he changes it up. He, he works on stuff. He'll add stuff. He'll bring Peter in like he did on yep. Creatures. Or yep. he'll add this on. Then he just does the fucking Bob tribute he did on Kiss Cruise where he pulled out all those songs. Holy shit. Or he gave me the ultimate gift at Creatures Fest by playing the entire Revenge album in order. Like oh. from top to bottom. I mean, come on. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And and that's just it. That kind of appreciation. And we hear it and see it firsthand when Jericho is like, hey, I want to do this. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'll jump on and do this with quarantine. And then, yep. you know oh what? At Creatures God. Fest, I'll come out and do a song with you guys. Yep. And they're all like, dude, Bruce Kulik just like, even they're fan, fanboying out the guys in quarantine about Bruce. Yep. 
So yeah, yeah, are we laying it on a little thick? Fucking you better believe it because the guy deserves it. Because it's we Bruce Kulick. We do a kiss podcast. See how yep. we are about him? There's not many people around kiss that we can gush over like this. There isn't. Nope. All our heroes have flaws. That yep. guy, we haven't found one yet. Nope. Maybe his pancakes do suck. I don't know. I doubt it. No, I don't think so either. So, but <laughs> regardless, like we don't know. We haven't heard anything. The guy is a class act and he deserves our love and respect, man. Yep. And his time in Kiss, like I said, I think Bruce is the most valued and best replacement member of Kiss. No doubt. Yep. Now I know people are gonna be like, oh, what about you know the songwriting of Vinny or Doesn't Eric? Matter. Bruce was in there for 12 fucking solid years. There wasn't a weak point in his membership. Yep. And as the membership grew, sold his contributions. Incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And then we know, unfortunately, how it wrapped up. He's, you know, him and Eric, maybe naive. I don't know. Sure, bring Peter and Ace on. And I think Bruce is smart enough to know I see the writing on the wall here. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Uh, And from what we heard, Tom, I believe Eric was a lot more upset about this than Bruce was. That's some of what we've read and heard. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Bruce says it now. He's been asked how many times in interviews. No, I don't think I was the right fit to put the makeup on. No. Be like the Tommy position. Like, I I can't do that. It's Tommy was the right person to put that back on after Ace. Um, And, uh, you know, he's been always open and honest about it. He he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to come back. So I don't know if they asked him straight out or said, no, we're not asking you, but he wasn't interested in it. So after he left kiss, basically, uh, and I do believe they were paid for a little bit, him and Eric, while they're like on hold. And then they uh, did a whole album that sat on hold. Uh, he ends up joining uh, Brent Fitz, a guy named Jamie hunting and John Karabi informing union Tom. Now, I will be, I know there's people out there like me. I will wave the flag for this album. Super underrated, just hard rock album. Like, especially if you're a Karabi fan, obviously Brent Fitz is fucking fantastic. And you got Bruce. I was so thrilled that they just recently remastered and re-released all these on vinyl. Of course, colored vinyl, because we know colored vinyl sounds better. Um, But I think this album is, is awesome. I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna pretend to be really knowledgeable about their their other album, the Blue Room, that came out in 2000. Uh, but their the self titled debut from '98, I think, is really really underrated. Yeah, they had a couple albums. I think a live. The second album was the, a live album. Yes, it was. Yep, and then the third one was called the Blue Room that came out in 2000. Okay. Yep. And from there, we know him as the lead guitarist for the legendary Grand Funk Railroad. Yeah, he's been with them since 2000. Yeah. Yep. And it's pretty and, and, years. Yeah, and it's funny the the story with that is he met the drummer from Grand Funk when they were performing with uh Bob Seger during the 83 tour with Michael Bolton. So you think of these connections that you make 20 years prior turns into a whole career change later on. Just it's amazing how that kind of shit works. So yeah, he's been with Grand Funk since pretty since then. Pretty amazing. 
Yeah, he's obviously, then there's the other part of his career. He's done three solo albums. So there is Audio Dog, Transformer, and then BK3. BK3 is BK3 is the one that I wave the fucking flag for. This is this album, another tremendously underrated rock album. Bunch of little bunch of uh, little guest appearances on that album, but again, another just straight up hard rock guitar album. And I love BK3. That that's a real that's a good one. Bruce has had many credits to his name. Um, he also did some stuff on Eric Singer's ESP Eric projects there. He performed on those. Yep. He's uh, performed on uh, Paul Stanley's Live to Win. Uh, I believe he also performed on Gene's Asshole, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Here are some, and I'm just going to name a few things that he's gotten credit for. Okay. Don Johnson's Let It Roll in 89. Wow. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Grant Bonnet, The Day I Went Mad in 99. Uh, there's a tribute album to Van Halen called Little Guitars, Bob Kulik produced. There's an Aussie tribute that he did in 2000. There's a Brett Michaels Salute to Poison album. Oh, no. Show me your hits, Tom. There's a tribute to Metallica, Metallica Assault, 2001. Uh, he did some guitar on the bonus live tracks for Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell reissue. Uh, Pink Floyd tribute in 2002. Uh, Todd Rundgren, who's yep. very popular. That awesome Spin the Bottle Kiss tribute album, which I believe his brother was the one that, uh, what do you call it, did the, was the producer on that. A yep. tribute to Iron Maiden. Uh, Michael Sh- Michael Schenker. <laughs> and then obviously the two Eric Carr albums that posthumously, Rockology and uh, Unfinished Business. Both both really really good albums. Yep. yep. A Michael Jackson tribute album, a Randy Rhodes tribute album, uh Lita Ford Time Capsule, Ace Fraley Origins Volume Two, lead <laughs> guitar on Manic Depression. <laughs> I mean, those are some of the actual, you know, credit that he gets. Holy shit, that's a lot. That's a he's he, he's a man of well to quote Gene Simmons man of a thousand faces a man of a thousand places I guess you could say yeah. but I think that speaks volumes and kind of supports what we just said how well liked and respected he is you don't get asked to do this many projects in special appearances if you suck or if you're an asshole you don't it, it, it and, and and I think that should be a badge of honor for him and I'm sure I'm sure he holds all these little individual performances and things yep. you know, near and de- near and dear to his heart. But t- that, that speaks volumes being continually asked to contribute to somebody's project. I think is awesome. I think he was also on a Billy Squire album early. Um, yeah. It speaks to his personality. People want to work with him. He's a good guitarist and he's fucking talented. Yep. Now on a personal level, I don't think he has any kids. I know he was previously married. And he married the lovely Lisa Lane Spencer Cook Cronin Dole. <laughs> so we know Lisa was a singer. Yes. a lounge singer. And now the two of them are attached at the hip. They're, yep. they're funny as hell. They do a lot of quip, uh, a lot of videos together. And they got the, we joke about it all the time. They got their pancake business. Yep. yep. And uh, 
and Lisa's always uh, on with him and in Todd Kearns. And it looked like you envy that kind of uh, fun relationship that they look like the two of them have. And well, I, it's cool. It's cool because they're both interested in each other's hobbies. You yeah. know, like that, like, like, like she, like during Creatures Fest, she came out and sang like when Bruce was out there, like uh, at the poolside show, when they did during COVID, when they did that, the, the Kissmas masquerade thing and Bruce and Todd did the acoustic show. Um, you know, she can sing. She, uh, she of, course she, of course she can sing. Um, and then, like you said, they just look like they had just having a blast, you know, just doing their thing together, just enjoying life together. And ultimately that's just what it's all about. And yeah. God bless, God bless Bruce and Lisa. And so what I, I I'm happy about kiss and because in the end, this is our band. Gene seems like he's so happy right now yep. with his wife. Paul seems he's, he keeps his private life private, but when he does speak, he speaks highly of his wife. And they what about my life. private life? Well, my me, socks and my girlfriend takes pictures of me all the time, <laughs> even if I'm half asleep during them. Even if the first 10 minutes of the video, she's in it and I'm not. Hey, what about me? Can I get in that picture? <laughs> but but Bruce is like so happy with his wife. And Peter, him and Gigi are like attached at the hip. It's really cute. You should see the way she takes care of him. And Tommy and looks like he's enjoying his golden years. Obviously, he's in bachelor he's got, life. Yeah, he's he's got a vineyard. He's, you know, it's it's interesting. And it's kind of funny because when we were talking about the ARC episode about with Y and T and how like almost like all the original guys that are like all like dead and gone, like all yeah. these guys are alive and well and performing like that is a rarity yeah, for a no, band. Don't forget. Around. And don't forget Eric Singer. He's happy. Uh, he's he seems like a happy guy. He's got his fucking watch project. He yeah. seems like he's got his own little. He enjoys his life the a little bit away from the camera more than others. I don't think he even does social media. He doesn't. No. Nope. Yeah, and and so you know when I see that, I'm like, there's a guy that found happiness. I don't need to show you I'm happy. I'm happy Correct. on my own. Yep. So, yep. I'm. This is this brings joy to us. And more so than anybody else, I think we see Bruce with Lisa, and it's an awesome relationship. It's it's something that we we want for our heroes. Like they're yeah. happily married. He's they're funny. They give each other. They they joke with each other and stuff. It, 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 obviously, they're and we they know make from, they make flapjacks together. <laughs> What's better than that? Yeah, come on. And from friends that we have that are friends with him, they say they're just as good in like privately as well. They're yep. just as nice. And the two of them are awesome. So yep. that's so that brings joy to us. So now, Tom, let's circle back because we know Bruce from Kiss. Yes. So he's been involved in albums. Animalized. Remember, we talked about it. Asylum. Crazy Nights. Technically smashes, thrashes and hits. Hot in the Shade. Revenge. Technically Alive 3 unplugged and then carnival souls but he was also on psycho circus uh and that awful song nothing can keep me from you yikes and then the box set technically when you think of time traveler and stuff yeah so we decided to do our top 10 list of bruce songs 
Mm-hmm. This was so fucking hard. I changed it about a hundred times on my ride home from work. So this is the Bruce era. So anything that Bruce contributed to, you know, there are some songs he'd be like, oh, uh, I think Paul did the rhythm and lead guitar on this. And Joe Schmo and Johnny Coolballs played drums on this. We're saying the Bruce era. And we're thinking of songs that are attributed to Bruce, either songs he played on that are your favorite or songs that highlight Bruce. That's how I did. I did a mixture. I didn't do only songs that have the best solos that Bruce did. Mm -hmm. I didn't do only songs that are my favorite from that era Mm -hmm. that aren't really showcasing Bruce's talent. I did a mixture of them. Yeah, we did. We did the exact same thing. My 10 is, is, is consists of strictly studio recordings, no live albums. Yeah. I didn't do any demos. Um, And when I put my list together, I did the same thing. I combined, I combined my favorite songs from the Bruce era with, songs that showcase his styles showcase his solos so is this my top 10 list of all-time favorite bruce songs it's pretty close i mean it's pretty close i mean i'm not gonna lie when i when you when there's gonna be not a lot of surprises on here for a lot of people who listen to the show um but i i changed this list about 100 times because the thing i love about the bruce era even if there's certain songs that you don't prefer that you don't like that aren't your style there's something in there guitar wise for me at least that I enjoy hearing even if uh, even if I'm not a big fan of the song whether it's you know say boomerang Bruce does some ripping shit on that song the song itself Yeah I don't want to give too much away and we can talk about that No I know I'm just saying but but there we go so that's that's how we put our list together so let's go All right so I'm going to go first here Tom my number 10 <laughs> I got to pick his only song that he sang i actually like the song i think it fits the album i think it fits the era and that's i walk alone i like the song okay it didn't make my list and i feel bad because it should have because it's a bruce kulik episode but uh, is the song good yeah it's good but i this his catalog of kiss was just too broad for me to put this in there Uh, okay and i like his voice yes but there's more stuff in his catalog that I prefer. Yeah. It's one of those things like shit. They let somebody else fucking sing a song. Yeah. Like no, I, I enjoy you. the variety. Yep. yep. Not saying I rather. I, I, once again, we do an Eagles analogy here. I, I want to hear Don Felder do one song every couple albums. I know you're like, do you want to hear him? Or do you want another Don Henley song? Well, maybe right. I want one here and there. Do right. I want Paul Stanley in his prime, not on an album? Because I want Bruce to sing two songs. No, I'd rather have a, one song from Bruce, at least here and there. Come on. It's not yep. too much to ask. Yep. Uh, my number 10 for me, we recently talked about this album with our album review, and I could have picked a shit ton of songs from this album because the tone is incredible. His soloing, the little licks and fills he does, and that's Good Girl Gone Bad. And I know it's going to be on your list, too, but it's just... I just love this album. I know people like, oh, it's synth, it's poppy, which all that's true. But there are certain songs like this. We said this when we did the album review. The Gene songs are killer on this. Bruce is the MVP of Crazy Nights. Of course, without a doubt. Yep. So that's my turn. Number nine. As I told you, I'm going to try to be a little uh, broad and have some variety in mind. 
is a song you do not like, Tom. Uh-oh. Yep. And that is off of Asylum. I'm alive. I think that is his under the gun, his uh exciter, his uh I've had enough blistering fucking fast kiss song. And he rips on that. It's a great, that's a great example of what I was saying. Do I like the song? Not particularly, but I'm not gonna deny what Bruce does on it with his guitar. It's incredible. And that lyric that we've quoted a few times on famous last word. Dead, what does it go? How's it go? Are you referring to the lyric dead, stiff, and smiling? Oh, don't don't need no doctor putting me to bed. Give me the nurse and I'll make sure that she's fed. <laughs> dead, <laughs> stiff, and smiling. Oh, Paul Stanley oh. in his 80s best. God. All, All right, right. My number my number nine is also from Asylum. Ooh. And I could have I could have picked a chock full here, but I like this one a little another gene song. Uh Kind of faster paced, great um, main riff to the song. And that is any way you slice it. I love that. I just love that main riff. And I, lo- I love what he's doing. I like it as well. Good song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, part number eight for me, Tom. Part of my trifecta of Paul Stanley. Awesome, sexy kiss lyrics. And that's. The third one, I just wanna. Yep. I knew that would be on there. Can't deny his, that. His guitar is awesome. And yep. is there's something about it in the video when it goes to the solo and Gene looks a little chunky in there with the, with the wind blowing. Yeah. It's it's not a sexy look. It it looks like fucking uh what's his name from Great White when he's trying to look sexy oh, and smoldering yeah. it, it doesn't in the work. rock me video and the wind is blowing Ooh. But, he, but he looks like Bill Ma with long hair it's just <laughs> Gene your hair blowing and your heaviest size not sexy it's not good but he points the guitar over to Bruce in the camera just oh yeah I love that flips yep. over to Bruce ah oh, yep. just I fucking yep. love it it's, it's not an earworm it's a eye worm I guess yeah I there you go all right but I love that all right, number eight for me. I'm going to actually. I'm going back to Crazy Nights and a song that we sing the praises for all the time. Again, three Gene songs here. Hell or high water. Again, the tone of that guitar, what he's doing during the verses with the main riff, what he's doing with the fills, the solo. It's it's a it's an amazing Bruce album. Yeah, Tom, you're 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 doing pretty something pretty well. But when you when I think of tone. And I think of Bruce. I think of this. Number two on my trifecta. And Uh-oh. that is let's put the X in sex. There you go. You gotta love that one. And oh. That almost made that almost made my list. I say I'm not a huge fan of the song, but and guitar wise, guitar wise, it's great. Yeah, like sometimes you don't pick up the nuances of what's being played or the chords, anything like that. When you see the video, then you can like visualize yourself playing it and like doing that air guitar. By what he's yep. doing, the video made me think of Bruce's guitar playing a little more. Yep, I love it. Yep. Uh, I didn't even realize this until we're doing the lot the list right here again. Number seven, another Gene song. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a Bruce episode, but Bruce Gene is just carrying it here. And the first off of Revenge, and it's the song that opens up with a little mini guitar solo, and that is paralyzed. I love first of all Bruce on Revenge. I could have put 
the entire revenge album here on my list. And I almost did, uh, but paralyzed love the song. Love what Bruce is doing on it, especially that little tiny solo to start the song. Number six is a duplicate. Good girl gone bad. Nice. I knew that would be on there. Uh, number six for me, this gets into the territory of, I just love the song so much. Uh, of course it's Bruce. So I love it, but, I think the fact that I love the song kind of supersedes anything specific that Bruce might do. And that is uh, part one of the hot in the shade trifecta. And that is you love me to hate you. What a great song. Yep. Yep. All right, Tom, number five for me. And that is the quintessential summer song. Get you in a great fucking mood. Just should have been a fucking hit. Turn on the knife. Even the outro is awesome by him. The only reason I didn't put that on my list was I just, I really associate that with Paul and a lot of the synths and the chorus. I mean, I know, I know Bruce is great as always, but. I love the solo. I know the solo. Yeah. The solo is awesome. Yeah. Hey, babe. At the end. All right. Number five on my list. And this is here. Strictly for the solo, although the song itself is absolutely perfect, but it's that solo with the acoustic guitar, and that is forever. Uh, I just that solo just just kills me every time I hear it. It's beautiful beyond belief. Yeah, exactly. I think he owns that. Yep. Number four for me is the other famous solo of Bruce's, and that's Tears Are Falling. Like it's just legendary. The song is fatigued for me big time. Um you can tell his his brilliance on that solo because nobody can do it. And lately we've had the fortune to hear Bruce do it with his band. And you're like, oh yeah, that's it. Yep. That's also my number four. Same thing. The solo. The song is fatigued. It's a great song, but it's that solo. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to hear it uh outside of Bruce being on the stage doing it. Right. You yep. Know? Yep. Um number three. And that is a song I enjoyed before our our buddies at quarantine made it big. And that is no, no, no. I remember when I got crazy nights and I'm like, holy shit, that whole beginning thing. Oh, my God. Rips on that. The whole song rips. And, it, and I, I love his combination of working with Gene on that. I just these are things that Bruce brought. Yeah. That I think of Bruce when I think of these songs. Yep. Uh, number three for me, this begins my trifecta of aggressive late era Bruce Kulik. Uh, hey. And this is hate from Carnival of Souls. Ooh. Uh, what Bruce is doing here is just like, it's a cross between pure metal and grunge and everything. The tone, the solo, it just, just going bonkers on this. And people, I know we haven't, reviewed carnival of souls so i won't say much more than that but hate for me you know uh i i love to do my analogies so when i think of carnival of souls i think of jpj on in through the outdoor where okay. the band is distracted yep and this the last studio album for led zeppelin yep jimmy's on fucking heroin whatever john paul jones took over that in through the outdoor album Yep, a lot of synth, a lot of stuff he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carnival of Souls, I feel like Bruce took over. I agree. And Bruce is running this. So, yep. uh, uh, and and I and I and I get what you're saying, 
But that's the analogy I, I think of when I think of Carnival Souls. That's a good one. Not bad. I never heard that. Yeah. I like it. Yep. So, number two. You know we're going to have the number one trifecta. Yeah. And that's Take It Off. Yep. The leads with the Paul lyric and at the end in Bruce lead and back in bad. Yep. Oh, my God. It fucking rocks. The whole song rocks. Uh, just... At the end, when when Paul comes back and after the whole breakdown, take it off, and then mm-hmm. oh and then, yeah, yeah, take it off, and then after every Paul line, it's the guitar fills he does. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. Love it. Uh, number two for me, not won't be a surprise again off Revenge, and it's that aggressive, aggressive uh, verse riff with that crazy solo and just the tone. It's everything. Thou shall not. The song, song. The, I love the song, and I love the song because it's Gene, and I'm noticing, Jesus, half my list is Gene songs. That's an interesting kind of thing, yeah. Um, Gene brings out great Bruce. I guess so. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. Just He brings out that like aggressive riffing from, with Gene. It's great. Tip of the hat to the Bruce Kulick band when they perform Thou Shall Not. Oh, my God. That was incredible. My head split in half when I'm like, holy shit. Zach does a great job on it. Oh, he nails it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number one's a duplicate. I I can the the I think the best compliment that Ace gets is that you can like hum and sing his solos. Mm-hmm. Right? Think right now, close your eyes, everybody out there listening. Picture the solo from forever. It's in your head, right? You know you it. You know everybody knows it. Beautiful. Yep. Just yep. beautiful. Perfect. That's Bruce's. Like touch, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect. Well, I'm going the complete opposite of forever. The easiest number one pick I had I had ever picked in my life. Uh, again, revenge. Again, Gene. The riff, the solo, the aggression. Just incredible shit that Bruce is doing on Unholy. Easiest pick for me ever. Uh, not only do I love the song, but again, I love the song because what Bruce is doing on it fucking kills it. I, I I figured you'd go there. I know Vinny had uh, some little. Vinny did the it. Vinny did the little the beginning like the like kind of like that jun, jun, like the the kind of the noisy eh, thing eh. before b- before the riff. No, that's that's Bruce with the riff. Okay. okay, it's the it's that if you if you play the studio version of Revenge that that just the kind of the noise like the feedback kind of stuff yeah. and then he does that before the riff kicks in. Yeah. Well, Tom, we always do some honorable mentions. I'll give you two. Okay. Um. Secretly Cruel mm-hmm. from Asylum. And another one, which I said to you, and you're like, well, you don't like the song. I do. And that is Lonely is the Hunter. I love okay. that. Yeah, it's I not bad. I really love it. And I okay. think it's just got that fucking like sleazy little fucking it does. to yeah. it. It does. Uh, all right. My uh, honorable mentions, another one uh, from Quarantine, and that is Love's a Deadly Weapon. Uh, again, I've grown to like the song, but I absolutely love what Bruce is doing. I'm just going bonkers on that. Um, and another one from Asylum. I'm not a huge, this is kind of weird because I'm not a huge fan of the song, but I'm going here in terms from the Bruce angle. And that is King of the Mountain. Woo! I think, I just think, I just think Bruce, Bruce just rips it on all these albums. That's all I can say. 
And trying to pick a top 10 and then two honorable mentions was impossible. It changed constantly. Every time I would play a song, I'd be like, nope, this is going to my top 10. So I I, I agree. Um, Difficult I, to do. I uh, Yeah, I think that uh, this will be a little bit difficult. Getting a Bruce Pole oh, top God. four. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to figure this one out. I but, think we're uh, going to have to try to stay stick with some deep cuts because if we throw stuff like Forever and Unholy on there, they'll probably cruise. Yeah, and that's the, and that's the problem with these Bruce stuff. Like yep. he's on a lot of these songs that people are going to be like, you have no idea what we're saying, but like, oh, I like Unholy. They're hits. They vote for the hit. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. So that's our uh, top 10 Bruce songs that we've figured out that uh, we came up with. Let's uh, Let's just wrap this thing up. Uh, again, uh, for me, when I think of Bruce, I think of a fucking sweetheart, a great guitarist, like not one negative, the perfect fit for Kiss during that time. The gentleman, the Jean Bolivou of Kiss. And I, I, I think of classy. Um, Freddie Blassie. Yeah, classy Freddie Blassie. I I just think of classic the the Kiss guitarist Bruce Kulick. Yeah, I mean, I love talking about Bruce. I love listening to his music. Obviously, I mean, again, we've met him. We've we've gotten to chat with him. Um, he's just I'm frustrated as a Bruce fan that he doesn't get more respect outside of the Kiss universe. His name is never brought up and. Unfortunately, I think that's because at that time, Kiss was kind of flying under the radar. People thought maybe their career was kind of over. They were floundering. So a lot of the great things that they did don't get the recognition that they deserve. And I just wish they did because Bruce just did some incredible stuff during this era. So, yeah. And the band Bon Jovi's this mm-hmm. era. Correct. That's oh, right. We weren't part of that. We, we we have nothing to do with that. era. Yeah. Like, and that's too bad because, yep. again, like I said, uh, Bruce. I think it was the perfect and best replacement in Kiss's history. Oh, no doubt. He's arguably one. I mean, you could even expand that argument, and this would get some really interesting feedback. He's arguably one of the greatest replacement band members in rock history. I mean, everybody obviously jumps to like uh, Brian Johnson replacing like Bon Scott or Sammy Hagar replacing David Lee Roth, but those are like lead singers. But musician wise, I I would fight people and be like, pay attention to what Bruce did as a replacement player. And I hate using that term because it sometimes does have a derogatory tone when you say replacement player. He's never, not his fault, but he's never going to get the accolades or love or anything like that. As the original four, he knows. Right. That. Oh no, I know knows, that. Of course, right? of course. No, I'm not saying course. you. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. in general, right. he's never going to get that. So right. what's next? Right. I think he's right there as the one that everyone's like, yeah, Bruce Kulick. Yep. I yep. mean, and uh, never hear a bad word about the guy. No. He's also uh, Jericho's favorite guitar player, and mm-hmm. he always calls him the best guitar player in Kiss. Yep. Which I don't know if it's true, but it might. It depends on where you come from. Overall, it's a, it, it's a fight worth fighting. Overall, we haven't gotten this, and we'll get to this when we do all the members and all the guitar players. Oh, yeah. We'll get to it. 
And that is, is there an argument to be made that he is the best because there's not one era that you're like, oh, he's fucking brutal in this point. There was never concerts that he fucked up. There was never fucking uh, albums that he was like lost in the shuffle. None of that. He was great consistently mm-hmm. in the band and never had an issue. Was the most professional of the members that came in, probably. Right. Well, well, that being said, now we can get to the rankings because we rank the Kiss members every time we do the episode. So uh, we've done Peter Chris, Mark St. John, Eric Singer, Bruce Kulik. Yep. Uh, Tom, want to tell us what how you rank the members? Well, we each have the exact same rankings. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just tell you right now. We got Peter Chris at number one, Eric Singer at number two, Mark St. John at number three. Those are what we're ranking our favorite KISS members. Yeah. Tom, where do you rank Bruce Kulik? Number one, no doubt. It's not even close. Oh, it's not even close out of this group. Really? Yep, not even close. I love Peter. I love the original four, but no, Bruce, number one. Yep. I cannot believe you put Bruce above an original member. Yep, I did. Yep. And I love Peter. But wow, I'm still shocked, man. Yeah, I did. I did it. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my uh, first three ranking is Peter, Chris, Eric Singer, Mark St. John, just like you. Uh, I love Bruce, but everybody that knows me, I started this show. We told everybody off the bat. This is no secret. Peter Chris is always going to be my favorite member of Kiss. Yep. Bruce Kulik is number two so far. Nice. He goes in as number two. There it's you not, go. It's not even fucking close, by the way. Yep. Oh, and there's I knew nothing that. wrong I knew with uh, Eric Singer or Mark St. John. May he rest in peace. But, you know, I the love I have for Bruce's uh, rolling Kiss and him as a person, Bruce Kulik, number two. Nice. All right. Well, Tom, what do we do next? Next, we go to our question of the week brought to us by our amazing sponsor, Fusion Tech. Fusion Tech is a recognized communications contractor specializing in the construction, splicing, testing, and documentation of all types of fiber optic networks. Along with that, Fusion Tech Electric can service all of your electrical construction needs, commercial, industrial, and utility, as well as electrical substation work and all UPS and DC power plant installation. Fusion Tech currently operates throughout the five boroughs of New York City, as well as New Jersey and the tri-state area, providing union labor with IBEW Local 3 in New York City and IBEW Local 164 and Local 102 in New Jersey. For more information about Fusion Tech, visit them on their website at fusiontech-llc.com or call them at 973-650-1357. Yeah, Fusion Tech. Yeah. Now, if you do call Fusion Tech, remember to say, I heard them from a, a KISS podcast called Shout It Out Loudcast. And then they might hang up on you. <laughs> Hopefully they won't. Are you a KISS podcast listener? Oh, no. Not you. <laughs> All right. This comes from Facebook, and this comes from Christopher Powell. Okay. And he want, he wants to know. Assume for a second that rock and roll all night had never been written. 
what song would have eventually fallen into the closing spot of all of their shows? That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, I feel like I'm cheating if I say Black Diamond. Me too. Right? Because it's always closing, then they go to the encores. So let's take Black Diamond out of the equation, Tom. What would end it? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Black Diamond is the cheater, but I don't feel the, the thing with Black Diamond is it's a great Kiss is a celebratory band. And as much as we love Black Diamond, it's it's a dark song. It's not very celebratory. So when it ends, you're going to be like, kind of like that. Like, yeah, rock. but the fireworks work with it. Boom, yeah, boom. yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Um, honestly, the song itself is not like a wicked party song, but I'm thinking in terms of like closing, like you said, and I'm thinking of the fireworks, the fire and the siren. And I'm thinking Firehouse. Okay. I mean, the song is is very, it's mid-tempo, so it's not a real rousing song. I mean, if you really wanted to do the right thing, you would make it I Pledge Allegiance to the State of Rock and Roll, because it's amazing. Fuck, remember that era where you picked it three times in a row? So, so somebody's like, wait, is this like six episodes in a row where you've mentioned this song? Um, I don't know. I, I, it's I so- can see Firehouse in this sense, Tom. Yeah. He doesn't do the breathing of fire. He does it on something else. Yeah. And instead of the breathing, because you can hear the sirens going off, they're letting fireworks off and Paul's breaking his guitar. That would kind of coordinate. Okay. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking. But yeah. but the but the song itself, I mean, yeah, it's a fan favorite. It's legendary, but it's not like it, it's it's very like mid-tempo. It's not like a big it's not a big crowd like rising song. You know what I mean? It's not a big exciting song. But even the Paul banter works to end it. Firehouse. Oh, woo. that is true. That is true. You, he could right. sign off by saying, we Kiss love you. you. Yeah, that's that's that, that could work. That could work. That's a great question. Yeah, that is a great question. Thank you, Christopher. Love it. Yeah. Fusion tech. Yeah. And uh, if you are interested in advertising with us, let us know. We got a couple emails actually last week, Tom, and we're talking to a couple buddies that would, uh, Want to th- uh, talk to us about advertising here? We've got, yep. you know, different types of sponsorships and stuff that we got going on. If you're interested, send us a DM or an email. Please do. Yep. You could sponsor a segment of the show. You could sponsor the news. You could sponsor something on ARC, or you could just have a live read anywhere during the show, or you could record your own advertisement and we could drop it in. Just let us know. Reach out to us privately uh, on on email. It's probably the best way to do it. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And uh, we can figure out what kind of thing works best for you. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Tom, where can people find us? Best place to find us is our awesome website, shoutoutloudcast.com. Go there. You can see all of our episodes from Shout It Out Loudcast, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. You can see all of our rankings. As we mentioned earlier in the show, there's a merch link. You can click on that and get your shout out loudcast t-shirts and gear and all that good stuff. Uh, you can click on our Amazon link and you can buy kiss albums, kiss books, all that good stuff direct through our website. Uh, and you can click on pictures of our friends and uh, who've been on the show and check out their websites. If they have one, it's uh, your one-stop shopping for all things. Shout out loudcast. You can also message us directly through that website too. Or you can choose to use the aforementioned email address, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And of course, we're active on all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, send a DM, TikTok. 
YouTube. All of them were there. We're hip. We're cool. Uh, we're just waiting for Snapchat to get going. See, we can do that. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, so check us out on all that. And of course, we're a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Shows. So check them out. You can go on their website, Pantheon Podcast. Check them out. Tons of different shows of all the genres of rock, metal, pop, funk, hip hop, you name it. Uh, and as we mentioned earlier, our amazing Patreon family. And thank you, Lisa Michaelic, I hope it is. Who knows? You'll let us Gabbly know. de Gook. Thank you, Lisa, for joining the Patreon family. And to everybody else that's part of the Patreon clan, we love you guys. Thank you so much for all that. Yeah, Lisa's a huge Jericho-holic. Oh, big time. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, thank you again, Lisa. Tom, people can DM us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I don't know. Can you DM us on TikTok? I have no idea how to fucking use that thing. I don't do the TikTok. D- kids, do you like the TikTok? <laughs> I'll see you on FaceTalk. Um, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're closing in on 800. And we don't put our handsome faces on there, Tom. And no, we, we don't. Have 800. Yeah, that's good. Once we put our handsome faces on, it'll go down to about 200. Yeah, uh, because we're a podcast. We're yes. not a YouTube channel. No, we're not. You can give us one of those five star, star child reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Facebook, uh, Good Pods, wherever you find uh, a capability of putting in five stars for our show. Thank you. It really helps. We read them every time we get them. It's appreciated. Uh, and it's a big help to the show. And as Tom said earlier, you know, our Patreon, that's the other way you really can support the show. And we thank you for that as well. I always like to repeat our awesome new website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. Shoutitoutloudcast.com. We have something new coming your way very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys will see. Uh, I hope you guys uh, will like. I think you'll like it because uh, Tom and I are very excited to get it started. Our buddy, uh, uh, we're waiting on him, but he's been so nice to us. It's hard to give him a hard. T- it's hard for us to yell at him, but he knows who we're waiting on. You, he knows we're waiting on him. Yeah, he knows. He knows. We'll take care of him. Just get your ass in gear. Yeah. We're kidding. We love you, buddy. Yeah. God bless you, brother. <laughs> and uh, get ready for part two on the Kiss Cruise. Oh, boy. Of doing the Kiss karaoke with me. Can't wait. That's going to the Can't so, wait. Can't wait. He knows who he is. Why are we saying this? Fucking Jeff. So we're, we got to pick the next song we're going to do on this Kiss karaoke that's coming up. So. This time, we'll try to get Tom involved. I'll do it. Okay, perfect. Now we got to figure out what song we're going to do. Maybe that'll be a Patreon poll, Tom. Oh, what song no. should we do on Kiss Cruise? We could do one every night because I'll tell you, if you want to find us on the Kiss Cruise every night at the end we're of there. the night. We're in the we're, lounge. We're holding court with everybody enjoying Kiss Karaoke, my favorite part of the evening. So maybe we'll do four songs set, Tom. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Anyway, uh, we talked about it last week. Tom is on board. We're all going on the Kiss Cruise. Yep. So if you're going on week two, please let us know 
we will see you there and uh we're gonna have a fucking blast i'm telling you indeed yeah uh one other thing i believe we got a notice from uh an email from from neil davis about uh called kiss cancer goodbye event so i believe this is coming up september 10th 8 p.m to 11 p.m eastern time and uh it it's uh, a benefit it'll be live streamed on facebook yeah free to watch and they're trying to raise money uh performers include brandon fields who's in minefield right yes as well as the awesome awesome talisman Ryan Spencer Cook, Phil Schaus, Jeremy Asbrock. Those guys kick ass. I can't tell you how awesome they are. Indeed. And, and there will be a special live performance by private by Vinny Vincent. <laughs> oh boy. Vinny will be there. Let's see. So, oh, anyways, it's a good cause. We'll talk more about it as time comes along. Yep. Check it out. Creatures Fest has set it up. Neil Davis. Uh, kiss cancer goodbye sounds like a great event absolutely yes please get involved tom what we like to do is we like to end on famous last words do you have any i do who cares i'm in a trance i got no hope i don't stand a chance but it's all right yes it's all right Woo. And I don't belong. Can't you see? I walk alone. Let me be. Everything I've dreamed of being is me. Mm. Love nice. it. Love it. Nice. Tom. Bruce Kulik. Loudcasters. Kiss Army. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you. Everybody, you guys rock. Bruce, we love you, buddy. Uh, Zeus is always my friend. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. So, Tom, we talked earlier about a couple emails that we got. Oh, God. Um, Why don't you start with one? We we think we may have created a new segment called Shout It Out Loudcast Spam Emails. Oh, this one is from our um, good friend. Kossi Nambu. <laughs> this is the best part of the whole email. It, it, this is proof that Google is listening. Greetings. I am Bigger Eric. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> He's bigger, Eric, Tom. Okay. Uh, the solicitor and executor of a late client who has died of kidney cancer with an unidentified family or a relative. I'm contacting you to stand in as the next of kin to receive his deposit of sum of $6.5 For more details, kindly reply urgently thank you for your understandings regards nice okay. do you think i should reply and make this a segment see what happens i think you should see if you and we'll do the same thing with with, with the one i got here from awa kula bali 
And she says, uh, she, I'm assuming it's a she, Awa. Uh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> you got a job? Awa, awa, awa. Then get the fuck out of my face. You gotta have a J-O-B. You wanna be with me? <laughs> Ain't nothing going on but the rent. What's going on? What's the rent, motherfucker. <laughs> you got a job? Awa, awa. Then get the fuck out of my face. Janet uh, Jackson got a hit record on like now. It's called, I know he used to do shit for you. What the fuck's he done for you lately? We made good love. So Awa chimes in here and says, hi, friend. Nice to meet you. I am Margaret Jones. <laughs> I thought you were Awa Kulabali. She says, I am Margaret Jones from the USA. But now I am in Syria. Your profile piqued my interest. <laughs> we I would a, wait, we have a shout it out loud as dating profile. Oh, yeah. Your profile piqued my interest. I would love to hang out privately with you some more. Okay. Awaiting. (laughs) (laughs) So between Kosi Ambu and Awa Kulabali, I think we got our, we got money and sex coming our way. (laughs) So who responds back or is our email going to be inundated with the most fucking sperm sperm? (laughs) <laughs> dude, dude, that was a Freudian slip. Spam. Spam email. Oh, are we gonna get killed with that shit? And are we gonna get a virus if we reply? No. Oh, you get don't you can't you can't respond. You but don't want to re- if we reply, we won't get a fucking spam. Well, there's if not we there's click no, on a link. Yeah, there's no links to click on, but, yeah, I, but I don't, she's 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 interested in us, Tom. Well, she doesn't say which one, so we'll have to fight over. I don't know. Her Awa Kulabali's got a legitimate Gmail address here. So yeah, and I, I am know. bigger, Eric. Uh, <laughs> uh, hello, I am Margaret Jones from U and US and A. That sounds like the kid Fadi that I told you about. <laughs> hey, how are we doing? Where are you from? I'm from uh, Arlington. Where are you from? I am from here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? My name is Bill. I am from here. <laughs> I drive truck. Oh god, oh, and he man. was from Syria too. Oh, oh, good stuff. Good stuff. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. Fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 